And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Perbananzi. It is Tuesday, not Sunday, not Monday. It is Tuesday, and there's a good reason for that. We held off doing this podcast until uh, we knew the results of uh, Team USA and how they did. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. If we, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this podcast knows exactly what the fuck happened, but we'll talk about it. Uh, guys, it was uh, we had Thanksgiving last week. I think we already talked about that. No, we did. Thanksgiving no, we was didn't. last weekend. No, we didn't talk about that. Shit, no, I'm off today. Yeah, no, we, we didn't. didn't talk no, no. no. Uh, Thanksgiving was last weekend. It was last Sunday. Uh, no, last Thursday. Shit, I'm, like, I'm all over the fucking board here. I was off for five days, so I don't know what the fuck's going Rich, on right now. Today is Tuesday, Tony. It's yeah, not Sunday. Shit. So we're, I don't even know. Yeah. The, the snow today and the, the five days off and the casino that I went to yesterday and all that bullshit. Um, but uh, I spent Thanksgiving with my family, my my parents, my brother and his family at my parents' house. It was nice, was small, had turkey and all that good stuff. Uh, Dave and I and uh, Johnny and his son, Caden, went to Omni to watch the U.S. versus England game, which we'll talk about. Uh, then I had the casino up yesterday uh, with my wife and my mother-in-law. And uh, boys, this is how unlucky I am at the casino. I uh, was up, you know, a you know, decent amount of money, a couple hundred, a couple hundred bucks, like 200 bucks. And, of course, I, we couldn't leave yet because everybody wanted to stay till noon. So I had myself another screwdriver, and I sat down on this machine, and a lady came up and sat down right next to me. And within two minutes, she had gotten 200 free spins on this machine. Oh, by, wow. By the time I left, she had won like 5,000 bucks and she still had like 43 spins left to go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's an incredible. Right next to you. <laughs> right next to me. Like, seriously, there was two, two slot machines. I sat at one. She came like five minutes later, sat next to me. And within like three minutes, she was on a roll and she was kicking some ass. And uh, wow. that was that. So yeah, Thanks I left to go back to the casino. No, I don't. <laughs> I no, I. Uh, of course, it was a Monday, so there's a lot of old people there. You know, like older. You know, oh, all that I stuff. Mm-hmm. The nice thing is, you can play whatever game. And they collect their yeah. pensions from the casinos. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But the nice thing is, you can play whatever game you want to play and not worry about it. So, yeah, that was my Thanksgiving. Uh, Connor, what'd you end up doing? Uh, we were going to head down to my mother-in-law's place in Belle Plaine like we usually do. Um, we, my mother-in-law usually hosts a, about 30 to 35 family members at her house, uh, to, there's a a bunch, a bunch of family from, uh, her side and her husband's side. And, uh, so they, we were going to go down there, but a bunch of people got sick. So we ended up canceling that. And, the plan ended up being we went over to my dad and stepmoms and it just ended up being uh us them and austin of course so nice. we it was just it was just the five of us we were watching the world cup uh in the day i don't remember who was playing that day it was the day before the the u.s england game brazil but, uh, was it brazil that day i believe so okay um so it was fun uh it was a fun time we just hung out and, and had a few drinks and uh austin had the time of his life hanging around with mm-hmm. uh, with grandma so that was awesome we had a great time 
Good times. Yeah. David, I know you uh, did some unconventional Thanksgiving. Yeah, we uh, we just did ribs, cornbread, yeah. corn. Yeah. 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 Um, even- hung around. We didn't get together with anybody and oh, just yeah. to stay at home and do jack squat. It's yeah. pretty nice. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Nice What's wrong with that? Thanksgiving. There you go. Dave, what'd you do? I, I kind of similar to David, not in what we ate, but uh, kind of a low key, simple Thanksgiving for me as well, because as it turned out, my aunt and uncle, um, I think they're going to bring their son over. They ended up getting sick just a couple of days prior COVID tested positive. So they uh, were doing their own thing at their own house, obviously. And so I just ended up going down to my parents and my sister was out in Colorado with her van- family visiting her in-laws. So yeah, so it was kind of quiet, just me and my parents uh, Thanksgiving, and yeah, but we had a really great meal, just awesome turkey, and not too fancy, but anything to eat, the, the, key, the simple Thanksgiving meal, but it was uh, because everybody didn't contribute, but uh, no, it was good, it was really good, and it was, yeah, it was odd, like you touched on it, the Brazil game on Thanksgiving, 24th, yeah. was it? it? It was kind of an odd mix, because of course, at least most of us, I think, are used to watching uh, football quite a bit on Thanksgiving as, as tradition has it, but it was kind of nice getting that mix of soccer in there too. And oh, some of the windows, you know, the timing, you'd watch the early games before you even thought about football. And then, and then the, that mm-hmm. Brazil game kind of squeezed in before the, uh, the afternoon one. So yeah, I, I had a good day of Turkey football and soccer. So and family. So yeah, yeah it was awesome. It was nice to, yeah, sorry, Tony. And then I the one other thing I'll throw in there. Though, I think the whole day I was really pretty much just thinking about our plans to watch the England USA game the next day on Black Friday, so really excited. Which was, day. Well, which was uh, again, uh, like I said before, Connor, it was not as busy as I thought it would be. Uh, I mean, it was there are people in there. It was but full. It was I mean, full, it wasn't. But it wasn't wall, like it wasn't wall to wall, no. like people standing no. like elbow to elbow. No. I should say, but yeah, I mean, pretty much every seat was taken. Yeah, that's surprising to me. I, I thought it would be super full with no other uh, well, main primetime games on TV. I thought because uh, there's no there's no other there was no other programming to take away from that. So I thought uh, right. there would be tons of people out, tons of different places, including Omni. So um, well, yeah, that was that's surprising to me that I thought it was not full. A lot of people showed up. I wouldn't say that. I don't know. Maybe a different perspectives. I'd say it was fairly full. I don't know. I mean, it okay. wasn't elbow to elbow. It wasn't like you're watching a game at Brits, like the you know. But it was full enough. And as it turned out, I, my cousin was there because I think one of his old friends was not old, old, but one of his longtime friends was having a uh, soccer themed birthday party in that kind of private event space they mm-hmm. have tucked into the corner. So it was fun running into yeah. him. So so they had a kind of a yeah. group off in that corner too. So it was a. Uh... You know, it was, it was like I said, it wasn't full, full. I mean, it was, but there was people were sitting down and it was the tables were full. So, I mean, it wasn't like crazy full, but uh, I think a lot of people walked in and they were like, oh, it was U.S. soccer versus England. This is cool. I think there was a lot of the uh, afternoon Black Friday crowd who were like, they went yeah. to shop and they went to lunch and they decided to stop at Omni afterwards and you know, yeah, I got, uh, I definitely got that impression too. I mean, I feel like most people, you know, some, most people, not a good majority of people were, were showing off their colors. Um, mm-hmm. 
but you could definitely tell every once in a while there'd be people walking in going like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It was kind of funny, but not me. Yeah. I, I feel like most people knew what was going on, but you'd see no. a few. That was fun. It was good times. Um, so anyways, anyways, guys, it's uh, Tuesday night. We are drinking uh, beers, I think. Everybody drinking beers today? Yep. Yes. Yep. No craziness. All right. Well, Connor, how about you go first? Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I went with another classic uh, brewery, but I think this is a new beer. Uh, everybody knows uh, Liftbridge Brewery and uh, in Stillwater. I know I had I've had them on the pod a couple times recently. Uh, this one is called their Berry Blonde, and it's a it's a good one. It's I, I, it's another one that I kind of went outside of my IPA comfort zone a little bit. Uh, but it's a, an ale with natural blackberry and boysenberry flavors. And normally I wouldn't go for the kind of the fruity tasting beers. And, and even with IPAs, I don't go super citrus. Uh, but um, this one's very tasty and still has that blonde essence to it. So it's very, very good. And it's only 4% alcohol. So it's not going to knock me out for my early morning tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a... Uh, it's awesome. The, the can is super cool too. It just has a picture of a big grizzly bear on the front. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool. It's a big um, grizzly bear. That's yeah. it. Big, big grizzly bear in front of a lake. Oh, there's Bigfoot. I found Bigfoot oh. walking behind an outhouse and it's oh, a chainsaw on a stump. Oh, oh my shit. goodness. And there's like a what tourist the? in front of a log cabin. What is that? Is that a tourist? I don't know if that's a tourist. Yeah, let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me show it. Let me show it to you guys. There's oh, yeah, maybe that's a tourist. Yeah. It looks yeah, like a tourist. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Sort of yeah. In front of a little and somewhere in the backwoods of Minnesota. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good beer. Nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. David, what are you drinking from the land of Florida tonight? Uh another new brewery. Ooh. Um, this one is Vesa Sur from the Wynwood neighborhood of Miami. And I got their Mango Landia Mango Wheat Ale. And I love it because it comes in the uh, stubby bottle. Nice. And uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, This thing is super light. It's 4.8%, 20 IBU. whole lot of really light malts um mango obviously and uh this is it's tasty it's a nice refreshing beer they say that it is the uh it is miami summer in a pint um no of course this actually isn't a pint but i'll give them that um it's only 11.2 ounces but um yeah, if it was a pint, a full pint, I would say 100%. It seems like it would be a Miami summer in a beer. So, excellent. Nice. Yeah. nice. It looks like one of those uh, those bottles that Tony got from, um, what's that brewery in Little Falls, Tony, that you went to? Oh, um, that's, uh, I didn't go there, but I know what you're talking about. It's, uh, yeah, you get the four packs of the, uh, the bombers yeah, there. That's um, right, yeah. Can't think of what the name of it is. Starry, starry-eyed. Starry eyed, that's the one. Starry brew, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wish more breweries would do that. I wish they'd do little bottles like that. Be fun. 
Yeah, I mean, I always think of red stripe when I see these. Exactly. Uh, I think of that or, too. Uh, red, or red stripe or, or Mickey. Mickey's. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Mickey's grenade. Uh, I'll I'll go with red stripe over Mickey's. But, there you go. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Hopefully, most people would. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a time I had I was drinking Mickey's for a time. Well, great. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, like we said, we were meet Dave and I and Johnny and Caden were at Omni last Friday, and so I picked up a. Uh, a crawler from them. It is their Saison de Busquet. It's a uh, session beer. Uh, it, it says uh, sweet candy, cloves, banana, spice, caramel, and sweet cream are just some of the aromas coming from this complex farmhouse ale. Hazy gold, the white head. The caramel sweetness quickly gives way to a light body and a touch of bitterness before finishing with a bit of alcohol and refreshing dryness. This is a 6%. This is a farmhouse ale, which funny, when I first started getting the craft beer years ago, uh, before Surly was huge and like everybody started coming on, I drank a lot of farmhouse ales from Europe. Uh, and this mm-hmm. reminds me of that. This is like basically a farmhouse ale, European farmhouse ale. Good stuff. 6%. Goes down pretty smooth. Uh, can't beat it, Tommy. What else can I say? Uh, well, I can say one more thing. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast last week. Omni has announced they're opening up their winery and tap room in Rosemont, Minnesota. Uh, here, I think coming up. I think it's either the end of the year here shortly or into the spring. But they will have a tap house and winery in Rosemont. And your old neck of the woods. Yeah, our old neck of the woods. I believe they for the first year or two they'll be serving wine from around minnesota uh but then their plan is to have be serving their own wine to make their own wine uh from grapes on their property i believe so they're gonna have a whole new venture down there which should be very interesting uh for these guys and i i good luck to those guys i mean they've done a great job with omni and they can do this with a winery i mean good luck man that'll be the second tap room in rosemont i know we talked about it we might have brought out Omni before once we heard that announcement originally. But yeah, I can't know the name of the other tap room in Rosemont's failing, but they do have one there. And from everything I've heard, it's good. Yep. Yeah. So Rosemont's getting some breweries down there. Wow. Fantastic. Uh, Couldn't have done that like awesome. Couldn't have done that like 20 years ago, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> right. Shout out to uh, Rosemont. Uh, the six six uh, six A football state championship is Friday against uh, Maple Grove. That's right at the U.S. Bank. So wow, bank. Yep. Well, it's funny because uh, not only is my high school team playing in the championship, my kindergarten team is playing in the championship as well. That is Mountain Iron Buell. Uh, they're playing in the nine-man championship on Friday. So uh, I could be, uh, I could have two champions. You know, okay, yeah. So yeah, uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, and I one more thing. I and Tony, I tried that beer that you're having. I don't know what I was thinking, not getting a crawler for myself when we left Omni because yeah, I had that beer. It was one of the beers that I had while we were there and uh, loved it. It was my favorite of the day. Other than that, football is latte they have is, is awesome, a coffee cream ale. But uh, awesome. yeah, that beer was great. And the first thing I noticed was the cloves, which I the clove mm-hmm. clove taste, which I really liked. Yeah, that really popped. Mm-hmm. Great beer. Like yeah, Good hopefully stuff. I get a chance to have it again. Anyways, I think yeah. like I mentioned last week or a week and a half ago on the pod. 
as promised, I am drinking a Brazilian beer. Um, in right, honor finally. Of, yeah, in honor of, yeah, nice. I finally got the beer. Tony Tony get handed me off uh, the, the beers that uh, Blake uh, was so nice to bring back from his visits to uh, Brazil with him. So that was kind of cool to get those. But I finally got a chance to get them on, on Friday from Tony. So kind of just let that pass. But anyways, yeah, so it was good timings, right? So I'm drinking this in honor of Brazil. Uh, making it through to the round of 16 they did that yesterday sorry david knocking off switzerland one nil uh, we can get into yeah. that later i suppose but switzerland's still in deep, pretty good shape but yeah so yeah good timing and this is a beer from a brewery called the mahi or mahai sorry if i'm not pronouncing that right but mahi let's say mahai cerveceria and that's up in manaus so kind of the northern brazil way up into the amazon region of brazil so and I got to say, I, I've been, I've been, I've had my share of beers. I've been from my travels kind of around the world, but I do not believe I've ever had a beer from Brazil. Certainly had some from Argentina, but down there, but uh, never Brazil. I don't think I can't say for sure, but I doubt it. So this one is called uh, Jambu beer. So I'm coming into this, you know, fresh. I don't know anything about it. I uh, don't know anything about Brazilian, but this is definitely a craft beer. Just looking at, looking at that, looking at their website. And then I actually kind of, you know, Jambu beer, it's a summer ale, basically. I said, okay, that's great. And then I, I, I want to get learn a little bit more about it. So I kind of use my Google Translate camera to kind of read the description on the side of the, uh, the bottle. And of course, it's like a 600 milliliter bomber. And so it's a good sized beer. And it says it's a summer ale, uh, summer ale and a modern version of ales. Re refreshing and tasty. The intensity of the hops provide an explosion of aroma with spicy floral and a touch of citrus, which that you'd expect from a summer ale, and you do, it's good, it's quite good. But then here, sometimes, I don't know if you guys ever use Google Translate, especially when you use like a camera to like look at something, but so it's not perfect, but here's a, the second part of it that kind of got me thinking, eh, maybe it's lost in translation, but it says, the sleeping effect in the mouth caused by Jambu is surprising from the first sip, all inspired by the tropical climate of the Amazon. Like I said, it's from an house. Now, I'm like, oh, well, I just thought Jambu was just a name, like you just name a beer. But so a little more research and kind of found out what Jambu is. And I hadn't really heard of this Jambu, J-A-M-B-U. It is also known as the toothache plant or paracress in English. Jambu oh. is a leafy green plant with a sizable anesthetic property that comes from the compound spilanthol. I can't. Sorry, pronunciation is bad, but it's often used in remedies for tooth pain, hence the moniker <laughs> toothpaste plant. Oh, wow. Interesting. So, yeah, oh. it's, it's, it's not overwhelming. It's not like I have a mouthful of um, uh, Novocaine or anything like that, but it, it is subtle, just very subtle. I, I, I had a little irritation in my gum, I think, because uh, maybe from a nicotine pouch or something like that, but not anymore. So, but it's very oh. subtle. It's not like it's numb, but it, it's funny how they describe it as a sleeping effect. But anyways, Sleep. that... Yeah, it's um, it's a really um, it's a it's a good beer, good good quality ale. So yeah, bonus. Yeah, thanks. and thanks thanks Blake again, Blake again for bringing those. Makes your teeth sleepy. Is that what you're saying? Well, it, I mean, <laughs> that's why teeth. I thought it, it, they literally describe it. As, I mean, it's a, it could be lost in translation, but they say the sleeping effect in the mouth. Oh, that's what they describe. So it as, so. so if well, Dave starts don't, drooling, don't start drooling. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was gonna say, like I said, I think it's a little more. And at least you're drinking it. At, at least you're drinking it at night and not in the morning, because then they'll sleep all day, and then the teeth will be up all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's just a I numbing. It's it's a it's not. It's I a had numbing. to try. It's a numbing. It's a numbing. That process. was 
That was a bad joke. That, yeah. that was I. I had to try it. I had to. There you it go. Was, I'm a dad now. I had to. Yeah. No. But it does. No dad I mean, jokes. And, yeah. I mean, if you want, I guess it's a, it's a herb, and it, you know, described with a strong and pleasant. Taste. Mm-hmm. Oh, Interesting. Very cool. Before, so. Yeah, it is cool. See? All right. Well, we'll be watching your, be watching it, Dave, to make sure that you're not, uh, you know, sleeping or falling off or anything. Um, well, great, great beers, guys. Let us get into the World Cup because that's what everybody's talking about around the fucking water cooler everywhere, except for my work, where nobody in my work knows what the fuck the World Cup is. Uh, but a couple people do, but whatever. Um, we didn't start uh, our last podcast was after one game, so there's been a shit ton of games since then. Uh, let's talk about some surprises, guys, in this first these first couple games of these of these groups. Um, first of all, I, I want to say that, well, Argentina losing to Saudi Arabia on last Tuesday. Holy shit. I mean, were you guys shocked I, as I was? Well, yeah. And I, that, I think that, yeah. For sure. that was one of the early games that I, I did not watch live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I woke up after it was over. So yeah, I was kind of stunned, mm-hmm. stunned to see both that Messi scored I think it was a PK took an early mm-hmm. lead and then some, you know, managed to lose uh, after giving up two kind of close together goals. Was it early in the second half? I believe. Yeah. But, wow. yeah, yeah. That was obviously didn't the they stunt. have, they had uh, Argentina had three goals taken back because of uh, offside rules. Right. right? Yeah. That, that was yeah. that game. Yeah. Yep. So that was very unlucky on Argentina's part, but yeah, I mean, congrats to Saudi Arabia, mm. which I'd, if uh, I think the odds for them to win that game were like plus 5,000 or something like that, um, oh. or maybe they're maybe they're not, maybe not that high. I could be, I could be wrong about that, but, but they well, were pretty yeah. high. So whoever, whoever bet on Saudi Arabia probably made a yeah. lot of money. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of Saudi Arabian princes uh, who already have a shitload of money. And they're like, Hey, let's bet on our own team, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they, won. True. and they won. Yeah. We have money yeah, to burn. We have- Including, you know, including the the one one draw over the well with against the Welsh. I mean, we we made it through a day and a half, uh, I guess, without a major upset. But you know, it seems like this. You're always going to have a huge upset or two in the World Cup. It always happens. Well, you yeah. do, and that's made again, it through that's an hour just, and a half. But that was what, that was a stunner, certainly. Stunner right there. Uh, the next day, we had, unfortunately for our friend Johnny, we had Japan beating Germany, which wasn't. I don't think that was too much of an upset because japan oh, actually yeah. is a pretty decent not team. as big yeah yeah you know I, I and there's always been question marks japan around again. germany so yeah yeah i yeah. don't think many people expected japan to win that game but uh hmm. it was uh it was definitely one of the bigger upsets of the tournament for sure and, si- and similar um, to argentina and- germany had uh the lead in that one until fairly late i believe so unlike yes it was i think they scored two goals in eight minutes that day yeah. Uh, yep. to, to start it back so yeah and also japan also on the same day the not a not a surprise but a blowout as spain beating costa rica by seven goals and our man francisco calvo got guess his what he yellow, did got his yellow card yep. he got his yellow did. card you know guys yeah, no like, surprises like he can said, always yeah. be counted on to get a yellow card you, like I said, my text guys, you can guarantee a couple things in life. One is the sun will come up and then it will go down. And if Calvo's on the pitch, he's going to get a yellow card. And he got a yellow card 
in that game. We'll talk about him again because, well. Well, David, you you sent out a tweet uh, that day. Is uh, there are three certain things uh, you 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 said? Yeah, I said death taxes and Calvo getting a yellow card. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yep. yeah. I was just thinking Same that thing. probably because probably because of your text, but yeah, interesting yeah. how you know we get we do get some bounce backs from Costa Rica and Argentina later on in the week, but uh, yeah, so a little was, bit. But the, the that same day we also had uh, Canada dominating Belgium, even though Belgium won that mm-hmm. day, that day because uh, of the breakaway goal. I thought I, Canada I was, was the better team that day. I and I was that's what I was thinking. I was watching that game. I think there was a day I got back, uh, so I was watching that game probably on the flight back from Florida. And uh, yeah, I just I that's the way I felt. I'm like I'm thinking, oh well, maybe my Canada. Canada prediction is going to turn out, you know, and yeah, it obviously doesn't, but, uh, but yeah, that's how I felt. I'm like, Oh, Canada's playing very well and ended up losing it. It was a shame for them, but yeah. Um, guys, the, uh, on Thanksgiving day, wasn't really anything crazy except for the Portugal Ghana game, which if anyone watched that game, it mm. was so yeah. exciting. Uh, so back and forth when, Oh yeah. Yeah. So when I, I, um, I left uh, that day when we left over to to go to my my dad and stepmoms. Uh, we went to uh, we, we we left when Portugal was up one nil, and then when we got to their house, it was three two. So yeah. it was probably about fifty, and it was probably about fifteen minute drive. And so mm-hmm. last thing I was expecting to hear when we got over there it was a big surprise. But yeah. uh, Ghana's been Ghana's been scoring goals left and right. How about yeah. them? Yeah, Crazy. that's surprising. Yeah. They've been One doing very surprises. well. I, I yeah. was not I was not expecting them to even make a wave, and they certainly are doing that. They're they're having yeah. a pretty good World Cup, much better than I was predicting or thinking they would. So, yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting. Through that first set of games, um, the teams from Concacaf managed to score one goal, and that was of course by mm-hmm. the U.S. But one goal in those yeah. in those in those in all those first what four games. So we we suck. We'll start. We're terrible. Yeah. Uh, but guys, uh, going into Friday, which was the big England USA match which we'll talk about. Uh, but the big news from Friday, I think, was Iran beating Wales. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody after seeing Iran or Iran, wherever the fuck you want to call it, I mean, everybody's got Iran. 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 Uh, Iran. 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 Iran, not Iran. Yeah. Just, Iran. I mean, I'm sure most people have seen uh, the, the, that thread from, what was it, last night? Or was it yeah. this morning? I think it was last night where the uh, last uh, night. Iranian uh, reporter was kind of grilling uh, Tyler Adams from that's this. right. Yeah, Iran. Yeah, Iran. actually, it was it was Adams. earlier than last night. Even it was oh, okay. sometime yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. 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 In the, yeah. yeah certainly Adams, in the build yeah. in the build up to the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you do have but to his, say Tyler Adams handled that really well, though. He did. He, he did for sure. sure. For being Very as young much. as Tyler Adams is, what is he like? 22, 23? Uh, if that, man, yeah, if that, if that. yeah. I mean, we have the second youngest squad in the World Cup this year. Uh, I think I'm trying to think who the youngest one is, but it's it's weird number two. But to see him say what he said, it was like, holy shit, this kid actually like knows his stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. the big big surprise, guys, from that Friday was Iran beating Wales two nil. Uh, and Wales went down a went down a player. At the end of that yeah. damn game, 
Yeah, well, and then, I mean, they, they got their goals late. Again, I didn't watch that. I wanted to. I really wanted to watch the game, but it was, again, it started 4 a.m. here, and it's just like after Thanksgiving and knowing what we had planned for the rest of the day, I, was, I just couldn't do it. But, yeah, that was a surprise. And, that, I mean, I remember thinking before the World Cup started, there, there would be a scenario where the USA could um, draw all three of their matches in advance. Well, that basically slammed the door shut on that possibility but yeah. you know typical most world cups you're gonna whether you lose a game or not you, you most in most scenarios you're gonna need to win a game and that's you know what it comes down to so but that did kind of i was a little irritated by that result obviously i was hoping for a draw you know just to get, you know keep the points at a minimum in that in that group but it did not happen that was that maybe was the su- most surprising thing until that point especially with what england did to him kind of thrash him. But at that point now, Iran has scored four goals, you know, yeah. through their first two games. And so, you know, Iran, they, they, they came out and played tough. So as we saw today, I mean, they're not, certainly not a pushover. FIFA rankings has them fairly high, higher than probably the average person would expect. I think when the draw came out, we all kind of, not that we watched a lot of Iranian soccer, but we all kind of knew that, okay, this is not just going to be a pushover. Right. Um, kind of prove that. Yeah, I, I think, I think the group wise, Wales ended up being what most people probably expected them to be. They were the pushover. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, honestly, if you even consider how the U.S. played them, um, the U.S. really dominated them for two thirds of the game, um, and probably should never have allowed that goal to begin with. So, I, I, I don't think anyone really had a lot of high hopes for Wales, considering how they got into the playoff and everything and they kind of ended up being that way yeah so that was uh friday guys we go to saturday saturday was pretty much the... you're just gonna you're just gonna gloss right over the usa england match but... well we'll talk about you we'll talk about it a little bit oh, okay we're gonna come back full circle we're gonna to talk you. about all usa when we you know talk about usa sure uh, i just wanted to get through this but saturday was uh probably the lowest key game of or day of all of it. I think that everybody who won that day should have won. Saudi Arabia came back down to Saudi Arabia came back down to earth. Argentina got back on track with a win over Mexico. Everybody kind of came back. And yeah, then we so go games that I was looking forward to very much watching was, you know, the Argentina Mexico game at that point was one of the, my most probably other than the USA matches. Of course, that's one of them that I kind of had circled like, Ooh, this would be interesting. Didn't turn out to be too interesting. Argentina bounced back, like I mentioned, teased earlier and came up. But yeah. Well, then we go to Sunday, guys, and we have Costa Rica versus Japan. And guess what? Our boy Calvo gets another fucking yellow yeah. card. Yeah. And he can't play in the third game of the of the uh, group stage. So there you go, right there. Yeah. That was. Yeah. That was. I mean, Costa Rica won against Japan, but yeah, I mean, which is that's that's and that's I get you'd probably call that a shocker after getting pounced by Spain for seven goals to come back and knock off a team that beat Germany. Well, and and a team that is just actually solid. I I don't, I I was really surprised by that. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly makes group E kind of interesting heading into their final day coming up here. And uh, And also that on that day, you had Croatia beating Canada, which pretty much Canada was, yeah, fucked they destroyed them. Yeah. yeah, I mean Canada to their credit, I don't know. It, they just unraveled because they started out. They scored in the first two minutes, I believe, three minutes. Yeah, maybe. it was the second second minute that they that Alfonso Davies got the goal. 
Yeah, extremely early lead. So I get them thinking, oh, maybe they'll bounce back. Maybe Croatia's getting old. <laughs> but no, no. Last, you know, four years it was a four years ago was a fluke for Croatia. Well, maybe not because they, you know, it was like after that point they were just they they put the throttle down and just took care of business against Canada. I think right. that was that I believe at that point, and we're talking about Sunday here as we record Tuesday, I think, but wasn't Canada one of the first teams to be eliminated? If they not were the first, the first. The, they were the first. No, it was or, Qatar was the first. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No so yeah, Canada Qatar. was the Of course, second. Qatar, yeah. Qatar was so, the and Canada was the first legitimate team to be eliminated. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's also and it, I mean, you could say like Qatar. I mean, they've what they know no, it's it's official now. Like they did not win a single game right. as the host country. I don't think that's ever happened before. Guys, no, we have sponsors from Qatar, guys. We can't talk bad about them. Oh yeah. Okay? No. Qatar Airways just has it out for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, at least Canada Canada can at least hang their head on that. They're not the worst team in the tournament. So. No, but we're well. not just gonna we're not just gonna gloss over the fact that Morocco beat Belgium, are we? Mm-hmm. They, yeah, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, no, that's interesting. I mean, Belgium, you know, obviously is a very old team, uh, yeah. but they're still they're a very talented team, um, and I think their performance in the World Cup so far has been really. Really reflecting their age, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of surprising that they're playing so poorly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Good call there, Connor. I mean, yeah, Morocco being Belgium was pretty big, especially for Moroccans. Uh, I mean, I think they were very excited to beat Belgium, and there's yeah. some history Shit. behind that, of course. Uh, you know, it's kind yeah. of. I don't know if you saw this uh, after Morocco beat Belgium uh, that day. The Burj Khalifa lit up uh, all of its building in the shape of a Moroccan flag. So I thought that was oh nice. Cool. Oh, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the uh, African continent is having at, at least to this point. We'll see how the third match day turns out for some of these African clubs, but teams, I should say. But they're so far the continent of Africa is representing them, representing themselves fairly well. You know, yeah. Other, yeah, other so than far. I mean, you know, maybe Ghana Saudi. being probably well, I guess. I think Ghana's been the better, but um, Morocco has definitely played very well. Cameroon's um, played some entertaining games. Yep. Also, uh, Moroccans uh, rioted in the streets of Belgium after the game. Did you guys see that? Mm, in the I streets of that. Belgium? I did yeah. not know that. that. Yeah, I, I saw that about Belgium. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. I thought it was Belgian people pissed off about Belgium losing, but it was actually Moroccans. Oh, it was Moroccans yeah. oh, wow. in Belgium? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Oh, well, yeah. wow. <laughs> Well, Morocco's not that far from Belgium, so it's not no, a no. not a big uh, yeah. No, no. yeah. Uh, guys, finally, last, yesterday's games we had Ghana beating South Korea again. We talked about Ghana; they've been kind of the plucky team from from Africa that's been like kind of Ghana's the Cinderella the young, story. Ghana's the youngest team, by okay. the way. Yeah, at the and well, kind of that's what I found. Kind of Ghana's kind of the Cinderella story here, guys. I think Ghana has shown that they can match up with anybody and take them, you know, for 90 minutes and, and, and do a lot of good things. And, and I, yeah. I am not, not a fan of Ghana at all. Like I, I think it's because it's, it's the thorn they've been kind of, they going back over the last, Oh, I don't know. Maybe 15 years, 20 years. They've been kind of the thorn in the USA, US, well, USA yeah. national. Yeah. Three straight. World Wasn't Cups their last. 
Yeah. Wasn't their last World Cup win against the U.S.? I think it it might have been. I know uh, they knocked the U.S. They knocked the U.S. out in 2010. And yeah, I think that was the last time they won at the World Cup. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that is. But okay. somehow so, over at least the cycle since I've been paying close attention, I you know the 06, the 10, the 14, they've been. It seems like the U.S. always finds a way to match up against Ghana, yeah. and they're always in fit. So. Yeah, and I, this, I and think that they're. If there's an African team that's that that could do it, uh, that could make a really good run, I I would put my money on Ghana. And they they do look very good. Good lord, the boys up here at Iyer Brewing in Elk River must be freaking excited as hell watching this Ghana team uh, do what they've done these past two games. And I'm very I'm very excited if Ghana makes it to the round of of 16. I'm very excited to see what they're going to do up here at Iyer. I, I might I might be there. Yeah, and That's for the record, that would be exciting. And yeah. for the record, when I say I'm not a fan of Ghana, that I'm not not a fan of Ghana. I'm just I was just saying that well, as they had been a thorn in the U.S. men's national team's yes. side. That's the only reason I even say that. Because if we yeah. if we if we do a podcast at Iyer, we you might not want to show up, Dave. I mean, <laughs> might want to just like, stay home. That's what I was saying. For the record, I I, I have no problems with uh, Ghana. All right, just had to pull so, out okay. the fact. Gotcha. That, but they've gone toe to toe with the national team. They've gone toe-to-toe with Portugal. They've uh, just beaten South Korea. And uh, I think they have what it takes to beat Uruguay uh, this week. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, – yeah. yeah, I think you're right. It's, uh, Ghana's been very good. Them and Senegal, I think, have the best shot at uh, mm-hmm. getting the furthest. And right. of the African nations, at least. All right, guys. So we did a little, little bit of breeze over there. Not breeze over, but we talked about it. Let's talk about Team USA because I think that's – we're all, we're all excited about them. Uh, first game, guys, against Wales. One-one draw. They came out. I don't know, David. I think you said they came out a little flat. No, no. The, yeah, I the first the, few minutes, I thought they were. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what I said, but I thought they weren't particular. I mean, I think the two teams are feeling each other out, but um, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they were particularly positive in play, but they they definitely settled in and they were the first to settle in and they maintained that uh dynamic play for significant amount of time, which was nice. At least in the first half, I mean, okay, fine, maybe after the first five, 10 minutes, the US was the dominant side. Now they did a lot of similarities between all the games the US have played in uh so far in the in the group stage. They just hadn't had. They, I mean, they. I think going into this game against uh, Aren, they, they only had three shots on goal. I think coming into this one, so yeah, they yeah. just didn't. They didn't have yeah. that final pass, that that finishing touch, and that was true against Wales. Even though USA did look the better team, they looked better. They looked the better team in, against Wales, especially in the first half, and a little leaking into the second. But I mean. Yeah, what an exciting moment though! They did manage that goal in the first half, with thanks to Christian Pulisic and Timothy Weah. Like, that was just uh, a beautiful goal, beautiful ball in from. I think Sargent started it, got it mm-hmm. to Pulisic, who just threaded the needle. Nice, beautiful pass assist into to Timothy Weah, who just calmly finished it. So that was hugely exciting. What an exciting moment to get the lead. It was a wonderful finish, wasn't game. it? Yeah, yeah. Was, when you uh, but you hit it with the outside of your foot like that, with Timothy Weah staying calm in front of the in front of uh, the Welsh goalkeeper and just uh, just putting it putting it in the back of the net. That's the finish of someone who of an experienced forward, not of someone yeah. that young. So I uh, I give. I mean, he had 
he had Pele tweeting congratulatory message to him because of that's that. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's because that's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> well, there was there was that. Do you know the reason behind that, David? Uh, well, I didn't look into it. No. So the the last person to score against Wales in the World Cup was Pele. Oh, okay. So that's why Pele was. Uh, that, that's why Pele put a little bit of attention into that. That, also, that speaks yes. volumes to how little Wales makes it to the World Cup. Well, I think it had yeah, been I mean, sixty years, hadn't it, or close to it. It was nineteen fifty. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I thought. Oh, what, what am I? Maybe I'm it was. Yeah. It was. It was it that long ago? Yeah, I knew it was long. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, it's um, been quite a while. Now, guys, uh, our our way on uh, Minnesota United is that his cousin or his cousin. brother? Cousin. Cousin, right? cousin, yeah, cousins. Okay, all right. So we have a little bit of a connection with the yeah, way, yes, but, uh, which yeah. is good. Um, so guys, USA versus Wales, we get a draw. We talked about England beating Iran 6 2, so we already are kind of like, oh, shit. a draw is nice, but a win would have been better. It kept you. Uh, I mean, as I was telling my friend Marshall, I mean, when I was down in Florida after we were watching that match out and about in downtown Orlando, and uh, I was saying, you know, it, it wasn't, it kept you going. It, it did. It kept you going. But it, then it just, and like I said, there was a scenario, and that included England winning against Iran, where you could get through with three draws. You know, yeah. that was still a possibility. And it still was after the first group. And so it was, it, it, it did. It was disappointing. It was in the way that the USA played in the first half. It looked like they could have got another, and then the game completely shifted. Wales looked the better team, although the U- credit to the US, they were hanging on. They hung on. They hung on, and then it was that unfortunate. I, I don't. It was a it was, bad tackle yeah. by. Uh, it was out. the one bad move uh, Tim Ream made all game. No, no, it wasn't Tim I, Ream. It was. Um, it was, no, it was uh, Ream, wasn't it? Wasn't no, it was. It was Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Was it yeah. Zimmerman? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was Walker Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Now, and that was just a brutal tackle. Like, and at that point in the game to watch. So it was disappointing, but damn it, you still got out of there with a point. You, you keep your hopes alive. That's how I look at it. You just want to keep your World Cup dream alive for as long as you could. And they did that on Monday. So well, yeah. it set up a set up a great game on uh Friday with England versus USA. Uh which was uh what is it? They it was broke a record. For the amount of yeah, the, the of- most the highest viewing for men's um US men's uh yeah. game on TV, uh 15.4 average, 19.6 max. That's that's insanely high for a group stage. I mean, outrageously not, high. Yeah, not surprising. We talked about this uh texting. It was Black Friday, so a lot of people had the day off. There was no American football on, so not a yeah. lot to watch. So there was no college. American sports. There was no there was some American college. Sports. Yeah, there was some college football. Maybe that was later in the day, but uh, that was after the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like the only sporting event on TV. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this... boy, guys, did did USA play their hearts out or what that game? Even though it ended I, I still I, just... I maintain this was the best game that I've seen the US play in years. I agree. They played a great game. They played a great yeah. game. That's... For a good eighty percent of the game, I thought they dominated. Uh, if, well, yeah. if even if, if it's even that low, I thought maybe I thought uh, England came out for the for the first 10, 15 minutes and they were looking like they were going to score, but then the U.S. took over after that, and it was all U.S. from there. Yeah, I so, think I yep. think you I think you nail it, Connor. Yeah, that's how I. I mean, it was maybe in the first ten minutes I was kind of half joking, 
crying about to, I was talking to Johnny. I was like, oh, we're losing you know, in the first, I probably said in the first two minutes, we don't have any possession. We're, this is horrible. This is awful. You know, yeah. in England did control of possession in the first few minutes, but I then just pleasantly surprising, you know, kind of same thing though. It, it, it was amazing, especially in the midfield, that MMA midfield, how they just dominated the game. It seemed like, and then for, yeah, most of the game, it was the USA that just looked the better team. I don't mm-hmm. have the possession numbers in front of me, but just from a field basis, it just, I was just, it was just incredibly impressive to watch. And, and, you know, they had a, unfortunately, again, they, you know, I touched on it earlier, but they didn't have a lot of shots on target. They had, you know, a few shots, errant shots and things like that, but still without, I mean, I, I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't complaining about that. It, it, the draw out of Wales almost felt like a loss because it's a game you could have won. You could have, but to, to go into a game where you're a heavy underdog, I think USA was plus 500 um, mm-hmm. heading into at one point to come out with a, a scoreless draw felt like a win. Yeah. And I was quite happy. And then knowing after what happened, knowing after that, that you had a, you know, you held your, you controlled your own destiny when in your in kind of scenario, you know, that's what most world cup groups are going to come down to needing a win. You need a win in most scenarios. Mm-hmm. And so, Hey, so be it. I think the the thing that impressed me the most, Dave, would have been the midfield. Um, but it was more than that. It was just how the midfield completely shut down England's attack. Um, I mean, it, you you saw England knock in six against Iran, and then it, the U.S. just blanks them. I mean, yeah. they you know I think England had uh, two or three shots on goal. I think three. Um, uh, three, three, and it only—I want to say only one of them was really dangerous. I feel like the other two were just kind of like, yeah, there's fine. Yeah, um, Matt, would you? Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, because I think you're right. I, I have—I'm having a hard time thinking of exact moments England had on goal, but I feel like, generally speaking, now Wales didn't have a lot of shots on goal either. But I think, I think, um, I think. Uh, Blanken, I think there there were some more impressive saves against Wales than there was against England. I think I think you're right. Yeah, um, and it, you know I was much more comfortable with this game because I would much rather have Turner um, in goal, and so I would have been okay with him with Turner being tested more. But yeah, I, I just feel like England had fewer shots than we did. I know that um, they had significantly more possession than us, but. We were just far more dangerous on the counter. Oh. England did a lot of passing around. Um, they just couldn't get through our midfield. And that's yeah. and that's fantastic. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it and we'll I'm sure we'll mention it in a in a minute today. There's that final pass, that that key pass mm-hmm. to get it done. They, the US just couldn't do it. But um that's that's gonna be their their struggle point going forward. Mm-hmm. But that's not a bad struggle point. I mean, if you're holding it down, it's not like Minnesota United where that's your struggle and then the defense is also your a bigger struggle. I mean, this is – the defense has done very well. The midfield has done very well. That if you just have one little area that you have to fix, that's that's a positive place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's things they can try. Like they they um, mentioned, um, you know, they, they could try uh, – they could try somebody else at striker if they had to. Right. Well, that's their problem, though. They, they don't have a pure number nine striker. I mean, I don't see Sargent really being that 
that uh, poacher or even Haji Wright yeah. uh, being that sure. being that proven poacher that we all need. Uh, so that's our one missing link uh, on this team that would really make this team complete. So if we had some somebody like uh, like a Harry Kane or a or, or uh, for Iran, what's his name? Taremi, I think his name is. Um, Sounds right. I, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the U.S. would be extremely com- com- complete. And, I th- and honestly, I think that in four years, that's going to be Jordan Pifak. I think that's, I think he's going to grow and he's going to be, and he's going to be the the main U.S. number nine by the time the, U- the World Cup comes here. And uh, so I'm excited for the future of this team. It's awesome. Well, sure. the scoring, scoring guys uh, for this U.S. team, I mean, that's going to, that's always going to be a problem even more so after we talk about this game against Iran because of what happened during that goal. Maybe not but, always going to be a problem. Like, like well, there, there, there could during be this, during this tournament, I think it'll be, yeah. Be during this tournament, you know, do we see a Jesus Ferrer or not, or, or do they change tactically to not have a true striker out there? We'll see. We'll see what happens against, uh, we're, but before we move on yeah, to- yeah, I was just going to say that it was in coming out of this game. The, the thing, the takeaway was, and I think I mentioned you, Tony, Late in that game, even though we were feeling pretty good about how the USA was playing against England, kind of realized that win, lose, or draw almost didn't matter uh, from from a standings in the table kind of point of view. Sure. It was oh, going to yeah. come yeah. down to you're going to need a win, whether you win the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, if you win the game, you're you're probably good. But right. if you, I, I was thinking more along long lines of whether you draw or end up unfortunately losing the game, it wasn't going to matter. But what does matter. I think for the whole team was the confidence level of the squad. Yeah. They came out of that game going toe to toe with arguably one of the top four, four or five teams in this tournament, and and they played the better side. Probably they were the better side more than likely. So. Yeah. yeah. You come off the game. You come into this game as Team USA did against a team like England, who had just pummeled Iran, and I'm sure England had all the confidence in the world coming to this game, and you hold them to a draw. I mean, that's, that's telling you something right there. I mean, that's, I mean, these well, guys, these young guys are, are, are able to do something like that. And, you know, that Tony, that's the key right there. Young guys. I mean, we already mentioned it. They're the second youngest uh, in the, in the world cup. If you think about the fact that they are that young and they're from a country like the U S and they're making noise. I mean, whether you need something, we didn't, we didn't win the group newsflash. Right. But, um, you know, we definitely have places to, to, uh, improve on, but you're still an incredibly young squad from a country that's not known for men's soccer success coming in and going toe to toe with England, who arguably right now, I would say is in my top three for this world cup. Um, that's, that's something to be proud of. And I'm glad that their confidence is up. I mean, that's a, that's a good, good thing to see. I'm glad they're recognizing it and they're playing with a swagger. Confident swagger, but not cocky. Right. I think that U S national teams are always cocky about being able to do shit. Whether it be in, in hockey, basketball, baseball, we're always cocky because we believe we're the best. I, I truly believe soccer, especially these young guys, have instilled this sort of like confidence, but not cockiness. They're confident, but they're not like 
saying, hey, we're the best, you know, we're, we're the greatest for Team USA. They don't do that type of shit, you know? Yeah. They're very humbled by, yeah. being, by playing this game for this country. And that's something you don't see in young players very much. Really, you don't. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that a lot of these guys play in Europe, right? And they're not playing here. They're playing for teams in Europe. And they've been taught that by some of the guys in Europe not to be as cocky as some Americans are. I mean, that's well, what I see. It, I don't... They, they, you're right. They, they maybe been taught that, but they've probably been taught that through experience more than anything. Not necessarily that these other players that they're going up against are in fact humble because <laughs> most of them aren't, but they're, they're learning to be humble by playing these other guys that are cocky and can back it up. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, I mean, Harry Kane, I'm not a big fan of him, but he's a fantastic player and he has every right to be cocky if he wants to be, you know, if if you're talking somebody like Messi who really isn't cocky at all, which is impressive. Um, but he has every right to be cocky. If you're playing against yeah. him, you you're going to learn to be humbled by experience mm-hmm. facing him more than anything. And that's good. And that's, that's right. These guys are, these guys are playing against players that even in the lower echelons of their leagues are still better than the vast majority of players in the United States. Um, and that's got to be a very humbling experience for them. And I think that helps their mentality a lot. Yes. Um, so we come out of the game, guys, with a draw. Yes, England, which is it's, it's great. Fantastic. I mean, it's, it's good for us. Yeah. So we come into today's game, guys, against Iran, 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 Iran. whatever you want to call them. Iran. And Iran. We, we know. Although I say Iran all the time, but it's here. Well, Iran. Iran. That Iran, reporter corrected Iran. me as well as Tyler Adams. That <laughs> oh, we, we know guys coming to this game is like when and we're in, right? This is it. This is this is what we're playing for. This is this is the final game. This is it. And we know Iran has had a, I mean they got blown out by England, but they beat Wales. So they know they can they know they can play with the big dogs. We know we can play with the big dogs, so let's go, right? And this game was everything I wanted to see in a third game in a group stage. This is this had everything in it. This was everybody was they were on the ball. I just the play guys today was incredible. And for a fan watching it. I know you guys said it on text, and I'm sorry I got interrupted like numerous times in my office, but the intensity was like so palatable. I mean, it was it was like you could cut it with a knife. The intensity, oh yeah, yeah. oh totally, of yeah. this game, guys. Yeah, and it, you know, so I, I got to tell you, my mom randomly messaged, texted me, and said that um, she watched the game, yeah. which my mom doesn't even watch sports, let alone anything else. Um, and I, I, I asked her what she thought of it and her and Tony to what you just said. She said that she thought it was pretty exciting, even if I didn't know what they were doing most of the time, certainly wasn't yeah. bored. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what you want. I mean, for, yeah. I mean, my mom's 71. I mean, she's no reason to like the sport, no reason to watch the game. She watched it and she found it very exciting. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I mean, it's, I just yeah. I, 
exactly. It, the, the, I had to take the day off because I couldn't. I, I just couldn't stand the anticipation leading whoa, up to the game. Whoa, 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 and hold on, hold on, You took the day off because the rows this morning were shit. Uh, it's not. I had taken the day no, as no, soon. No, Tony, no, no, Tony, no, for the no, record, no, when the no, USA no. drew England on Friday, I came home later that evening and put in my request for today, just knowing that, okay, I, I it, mm-hmm. if it would have been in a different scenario where maybe the USA had already clinched or yeah. even if they just needed a draw, maybe I would have uh, taken. So it was good timing because, yeah, the roads, it was snowing. We got, I mean, we didn't get Got a significant snowfall here. What I don't know, five inches or something. I can't quite tell, but I'm six. But yeah, so actually, the timing was pretty well. But anyways, yeah, I had to take the day off. The anticipation was killing me leading up to this game. I was just getting so excited, and I mean, the game game started out good. I mean, other than the fact that for for you know, as soon as that whistle blew, you knew that the USA had a job to do. It wasn't just come out with a draw. It was they needed to score a goal, at least a goal, if not more. You knew that, and so you still start with that kind of anxiety um, on that game. And um, but at least to the USA's credit, they they came out on you know in control. I would say of the game, they mm-hmm. looked the most dangerous. Not that I, mm-hmm. not that Iran didn't have opportunities on the counter a couple of times, a couple of nervous moments uh, mm-hmm. early, but for the most part, the USA looked much more dangerous. It was just we were complaining about it texting you know it was just finding again like we talked about earlier just finding that final key pass or finish or shot couldn't do it early on and so a little bit frustrating because the longer it goes and i know the announcers even made a point of saying you know hey they have 90 minutes to score this goal it could take 90 minutes but you know you know how it goes the earlier you do it the better so you don't have to yep. score so nerve right. the yeah. time. i mean let's guys let's talk about the goal Okay, because this is the big moment in the match. This has, I mean, you were on the edge of your seat when this was occurring. I was on the edge of my seat when this was occurring. And to see Pulisic hit that shot where he did and what he did. I mean, I came out of my seat. I I was like, holy shit. Right, he, I mean, this was incredible. Yeah, he, he put his body the on the line. Yeah, he yeah, really he took one. For, he literally took one from the for the team. I mean, it was it, it was Sergio Dest that had, had kind of headed it into the box, yeah. and yeah. then the uh, Iranian defenders were kind of just flat footed, I guess, for lack of a better word. But it was yeah, it was Christian Pulisic. I mean, this I saw something on Twitter just before we came on. Um, I think it was a Gold Cup game against like Trinidad and Tobago. Somebody. Uh, and then Matt, Matthew Doyle, I think, retweeted the tweet, but they showed the similar setup with four different screenshots of mm-hmm. this was an intentional play. This was this was planned because they kind of showed the screenshots of the same thing happening in a Gold Cup versus Trinidad and Bago, where it, it was it wasn't the same players, obviously. Uh, again, I, I I know Michael Bradley was involved, but I and I think ah, I can't I'm not even get into it. But anyways, yeah, it was Dest. I mean, this play was perfect, just executed perfectly. So, I mean, it was something they had practiced and just desked to put that ball in perfectly into the box. And then Christian Pulisic to just, he crashed into that ball hard to finish it, you know, with the final shot and well, ended up. Go ahead, Connor. The, well, you know what, uh, who's the unsung hero of that play actually is Weston McKinney, uh, because he's the one who played that ball 
across the field to Dest coming in from basically his own half to uh, to to play that ball across the box and to find uh, Serginho Dest uh, making that run, which was which must have been over twenty uh, must have been over twenty yards, um, and hit him like hit him right on the head, and then of course Pulisic making the run in the box was just the cherry on top and getting the goal, but. Uh, Great vision from Weston McKennie. So he's my hero of that play. I think he's uh, just great vision. Yeah. And it, it looked clean. It looked clean from the start. It looked great from the start. It was a wonderful sequence. And, but of course there's a little bit of scare. Oh, there's going to be a check for desk, but I think the VRF VRF official must've just told the referee, no, let's go. That, that was goal. And then and he wasn't even clearly, close. it wasn't, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. But every time you hear that, you're like, Oh God, Oh God. Oh God. But yeah, so, exciting well-deserved goal and then at that point you know we had been complaining that that they weren't finishing but they got the goal they needed and so that at that point was at 38th minute uh you know the usa is is advancing i mean uh, we're over it's like that i mean we're we're talking about the goal here guys but the after effects of that goal watching christian lay on the ground after getting need in the I thought the groin. I'm well, well sure. it, 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 it was, was the groin. Pelvic looked, contusion. Pelvic so, yeah. contusion yeah. without getting too graphic. Yeah. 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 Football, football in the groin day. Football in the groin day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, see, and then see him get up and wince. Okay. And I'm going, holy shit, he's, he's not coming back in this game. And then seeing Berhalter like waving off the sub saying, no, he's coming back and he's coming back in. And he did. And then, Plus. and Christian comes back in. And I will tell you, that takes some major balls or guts or onions or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Because he knew his team would be down. He was down a man at that point. And he wanted to go back in that game to at least get through the half. Okay. He wanted to be on the pitch for at least the final couple minutes to make sure that Iran did not score again. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, and he uh, did that. He did do that. And props to Christian Pulisic for, for doing that. You, you love the, you love the courage it takes to come back on the field after, uh, after an injury like that. And yeah, just, for sure. at least just for the few, few minutes, but you also have that fear. You know who I think of uh, when I think of a situation like that is Roman Metinier, uh when he yeah. was put back on the field. Uh, that mm-hmm. one game after he wanted to say, "Hey, let, let me come back on. Let me come back on." After he gets after he what injured his hamstring. There's, there's a difference, um, Connor. I mean, we're talking about it's a different. I injury. understand that. I understand that, but I always think of that whenever I see a special player come back on on the field and like, what is it? What if right, he yeah. aggravates his injury? And so I was a little bit fearful, even though it was just a few minutes. Uh, say, yeah. thinking, oh my god, we might just lose our star player for the rest of the World Cup and. Um, you know, and and to be fair, we didn't know what the injury was. So right, right, your right. your attitude on that is completely right because we mm-hmm. had no idea. Right. Because yeah, because yeah, they they could have subbed them off at that point, and I you know that. But I mean, it. I think the fact that he's getting up, he was clearly in a lot of pain. To say the yeah. Least. But I mean, I think Burhalter at that point just knew that you know he he knew that hey, there's a chance he can w- literally rub some dirt on it and, you know, walk this off and be good for the second half. Now that didn't end up being the case, but I guess, you know, he's, he's willing to take that chance by not waving it off. I mean, I, 
Uh, I think maybe he knew, you know, he knew what this means to Christian Pulisic. He wants to give him a chance at least to come back and play in this game. And so I, I, I applauded that. I mean, I was happy they, that Burhalter did wave off those, those subs. I mean, cause just knowing what it would mean to, to Pulisic, let's say they sub somebody in for those last, just, you know, what few minutes, maybe a few extra with, with added time, but. Well, it's not I, just I did, the... I did like the scene because this is Christian Pulisic we're talking about. This, this is the difference maker. Now he has, you know, he's he scored a goal, assisted on the other goal uh, against Wales. You know, this is a big part of the squad, obviously. So. Right. Well, it's not just uh, Christian Pulisic. It's the other team mem- team members too. Is that they needed to see, you know, Tyler Adams maybe the captain of the of the U.S. team, but Pulisic is their fearless leader. And uh, if so, for them to come up to see after an in, a scary injury like that for him to come back on and run it off for a little bit uh, for the other teammates, that gives them a little bit of motivation to say, Hey, okay, he's going to be okay. Uh, So it's not as bad as we think it is. So that gave them the motivation they needed in the moment that uh, in the moment they needed. Connor, correct. And this is why I think the broadcasters brought up Willis Reed. And that's, I, I hate to, say this was a Willis Reed moment. Do you guys know what I'm talking about Willis Reed? I don't think so. I don't think yeah. I know that but, story. No. So. Well, it's not, you guys aren't big basketball fans. So I, you know, but when he, I think the, whoever was on the broadcast brought up Willis Reed and I cringed when he said it, because this is a totally different situation. Uh, right now we're talking about getting into the world cup, the, the round of 16. Willis Reed was a New York uh, Knicks player. Uh, back in the, I think it was the 70s when this happened, uh, he had torn a thigh muscle in the sixth game of the play in the in, in the uh, NBA Finals, and uh, they didn't think he's coming back for Game Seven, and he was their linchpin. You know, he was their center. He came out for that Game Seven and uh, hobbled on the court for Game Seven and scored a couple of buckets, was taken out. Uh, of course, his team was like, holy shit, he's out here with a torn thigh muscle. We got to play for Willis Reed. You know, and that's like the greatest like injury kind of coming back from injury type of thing to show your team that you can do it. I would not put this in the Willis Reed category. I, I just wouldn't because this is, again, totally different. This is you're not playing for a championship here. You're just talking about going to the next round, but I get what people are saying about it, that this was kind of a Willis Reed type of deal. To show exactly what you said, Connor, to show your teammates you can fight through a bad injury to get back on the pitch and play another five, six minutes. That's what he did. And, yeah, and we, should, we should talk about it. And he did that and didn't know whether he's coming back, but found out he did not come out for the second mm-hmm. half. Brennan Aronson was subbed in at halftime for him. And actually he went to the hospital um, yeah. to get checked out. But did you guys see his, um, I don't know if it was on Instagram or whatever, but I saw it on Twitter. He sent mm-hmm. out a post to his teammates, you know, paraphrasing, saying something like, you know, I'm so fucking proud of my teammates. Yeah. Don't we worry. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. I'll be good for Saturday. You know, well, I hope he, so. That's what he I hope said. He doesn't have a tear somewhere. This is my, Concern. Uh, my big concern is got a contusion. Tear. Tony, contusion. Yeah, con- it was confirmed yeah. to be a contusion. It is oh, confirmed okay. to be a contusion, and right. he's considered day to day at this point. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, you know, I, I also think um, Burhalter waving off the subs is a really good show of trust. Um, mm-hmm. He trusts Christian to understand his body mm-hmm. and to understand whether or not he can do what he needs to do to help the team. For sure. And it, Burhalter let him make that decision. I, I think that's huge. Um, I mean, because I think most managers would say, you know, get the hell off the pitch. Well, um, interesting that you say that because shortly, maybe it was into added time because obviously there's going to be significant added time in that first half due to the injury, Christian's injury and the goal. Um, but I believe it was, it wasn't, it was just a few minutes later, one of the Iranian players got hurt, um, mm-hmm. had to come off. And he was kind of sitting in, I think it was a similar area where Polisic was ended up sitting by the goal. Well, guess what? You know, the Iranian manager did. Well, you're off. Yanked him. You know, because he didn't want to go down 10 players for the last, I think, I don't know, it did three or four minutes. So he, yeah. he yanked him. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that, Dave, because remember when the game started, Iran just had Iran just had to like play for a draw. That's all they needed, right? Right. Right. And you could tell they were kind of playing for that. They were playing a little bit kind of defensive and they were kind of, you know, it, it was, they weren't trying to like do too much. Uh, but as soon as they, as USA scored that goal, they had to then score a goal. I mean, they, right. they had right. to. Right. So, yeah. And I thought they, yeah, they, and they did do that. And I'm glad you brought that up, Tony, because yeah, they did, you know, Iran did, know that they know they just needed to draw so they could afford to play a little defensively and maybe go on the counter, which they did a couple of times in the, in the first half there ran looked a little dangerous at times. There's no doubt about it, but I think the U S kind of solved that and uh, by going out wide. And so it was, it, that's a good point. It was, imp- that's what I'm saying. It was impressive that the USA managed to find as many chances as they did knowing that they were going to play defensively with essentially a five man back line. So, so, I mean, and they did that by going out wide and getting those crosses in and then getting the extra crosses on, say, rebounds or blocks. So it, it really ended up working out well, very well in the first half. Obviously, they got the goal. And so things were looking pretty good. So and, yeah, opened that on. In the second half, guys, we all held our breath numerous times. Oh, boy. Uh, My I heart rate shot to, like, 200. Oh, Man, yeah. We I looked, all... I'm surprised mine didn't get as high as it did by that. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I I was hoping we'd see a lot more of what we saw in the first. And I mean, no. I know we're now we're all of a sudden in a different. No. We're in a different scenario. We do not need a goal. We just can't allow a goal. I get that. Right. I get that. And so tactically, there was a change, a significant change. But it was brutal for me to watch the end because even I don't know. Even maybe for the first fifteen minutes of the second half, getting into the 60, 65th minute, I was still feeling pretty comfortable still optimistic that the U S might be able to, you know, add another goal. And at that point I'd feel extremely comfortable and just maybe could take a nap for the rest of the game, but it did not end up going that way. I mean, (laughs) coming, you know, let's say after the 60th minute, uh, maybe 65th minute, it was a nail biter. I could hardly watch the game. I had to, I had to open up my iPad uh, and start pacing around the house watching it on my iPad because I couldn't sit still. I couldn't sit still. I could hardly watch it. And it just, it just, yeah. Oh man. It was a, it was a, oh, it was just a nerve wracking second half to watch. See, that's the way my, my dad and my stepmom were watching the game. I'm the complete opposite. I'm the one that's glued to your chair. 
eyes wide yeah. open, not blinking at all, chewing my fingernails, just like yeah. wondering what the hell is going on. And just knowing the slightest mistake could 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 result in a catastrophic catastrophic event. And so I'm just I was glued to the chair. I couldn't move. It was paralyzing to me. So it was I just hmm. it was in but yeah, again, I mean I'm sure like all of you guys, uh your nerves were spiking like hell. But uh it was just in like I uh, man I I can't even I don't even know how else to describe it it was just, just so nerve-wracking how bad it was kind of for me was like I said to you guys I made the mistake of leaving my door half or partially open because I want to think people maybe I wanted people to think that I was actually working which I was but not really watching this game on my dual screen and people would come in and interrupt me and I'd have the dual screen going and they sit down and I'd be talking to them, and I'd be like, out of the corner of my eye, I'd be watching over here. And I swear to God, guys, at least two PMs, project managers came in to talk to me about stuff. I don't fucking remember what they fucking said. <laughs> Honestly, I, don't. I mean, I mean, I took I, the, I took the day off for a reason, but I I almost my uh, heart might have preferred me my preferred myself to be in a situation like yours, being at work, where maybe I'd be a little distracted and not uh, so. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I was too. I I had to, uh, I had to work through it. I mean I had a meeting the first half, um, and that was fun. Um, but yeah, the second half, um, I was having a very hard time working and watching, and I I yeah. don't want to know what I did for work because I yeah I'm a bit concerned. You can't. I mean that's the thing is like I wasn't distracted by these PMs. I was distracted by the game. Right. I was watching the game. I was letting these PMs talk. And I was saying, okay, yep, okay, great, whatever. And I'm watching this game. And I shit you not, I don't I don't remember what those two PMs said. <laughs> and holy shit, they'll probably send me emails tomorrow and be like, hey, what's going on with this? I'll be like, I don't remember what you're fucking talking about. And I should shut I should fucking shut my door. I should have just shut my door, locked it, been like, hey, done for the day. That's that's that. I didn't, but guys, when we got down to the final five minutes of this game and Maybe things worse. were just <laughs> Which getting crazier, the final the last, or the, the added final time, five and we should the say there was nine, there were nine minutes of added time. And I mean, yeah. every minute was worse than the last for me. It just like, ever yeah. <laughs> until it, oh, every minute, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. My nerves were just it was, on edge. It was crazy uh what was going on with the the balls in the box and the, the coming was, out and the, 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 blood I, the iran had their free kick yeah, opportunities there uh, was even a handball scare yeah it was nuts dying yeah, it was a game like it was dying embers yeah brutal like diving in the area with carter vickers uh the soft penalty going down you know and, or, or, yeah. i mean it's well like, if he reached his hand out so that's yeah, what I yeah. thought the referee would look at. Yeah. So yep. it was uh, that that was nerve wracking. But it would have been very, very brutal. It would have been a brutal penalty call for sure. Yep. But again, I think I was watching the post game and one of the guys was saying, but you don't put your armor on a guy when no. you're that close to the referee inside the box. It's like, and when you're that, that deep into the second half too, with a one, with a much needed one nil vic- victory uh, coming your way in what, 10 minutes or so. So, you, yeah. you know, and I almost feel like 
if that occurred against Netherlands, that was a PK. I, I, I just have a feeling yeah. you don't want to make that type of play on Saturday. I, I really do not. I, I, I hate to suggest that referees are going to ref different depending on the team, but I really feel like if that was a big boy, Oh, that's a penalty. Speaking of which, they they made a comment. Uh, the the what do they have? Their official that they keep on call, you know, to mm-hmm. talk about yeah, uh, yeah. certain situations. He made the comment that this particular referee, and I'm darn and I can't think of the game it was earlier in mm-hmm. in the World Cup here, had made uh, a non call on a penalty that was worse than that. I guess that's right. Was, I remember them saying. I, that. I, I'm sorry, I can't think of the game, but yeah, you, they specifically mentioned a moment where this same referee. Uh, was involved in a game. I think it was a similar situation late in the game, and he, it was a, probably you could say a worse, maybe more of a penalty if it was a penalty than the one. And he said they did not make the call. So this is a Spanish official. This is the guy the official today was a Spanish official, and he's a veteran of World Cup. I guess that's what they said on the broadcast. So I'm actually not surprised he didn't call as many penalties. Well, as it's. He did. It's nice to see that this game did not come down to referee or bad. Right. Referee. I mean, I yeah, I thought he did a he called a pretty good match. Um, I didn't really see anything that no. I felt was oh you should have given a card here and you didn't or you gave I a card and it wasn't. I mean, I, I, I joked about the I joked about the jersey tug should have been a red card because so yeah. terrible. Oh, at the end against Musa, <laughs> yeah, that was that yeah, was blatant. Was right. That was a huge run. It obviously was, was, shouldn't have been a red card, but it was yeah, That was a huge so moment bad. late in the game. I mean, it was, it was so of, flagrant, so blatant. That yeah. I, I was shouting for a red card. That's it was. Sure. It, yeah. it was blatant. But, I mean, that was one of those moments in, in added time where I actually was able to take a breath and be like, okay, a, a yellow card, right, yeah, yeah. A, 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 yeah. a foul. I can take a breath. They can waste more time yeah. and get this closer to the end. It was like, That's actually what they said on TV. U.S. can run a little bit more time off the clock after Exactly. That. And, and yes. they did. And so that led to, obviously, the, them killing off the rest of added time and surviving. But, boy, that, that, that was just – and, you, David, you said it. Uh, and it was obvious, like Musa, he had, I think, it, I think he had a fine game, but he was obviously exhausted. He was exhausted. He was, you pointed yeah, that you was. pointed that out to us much earlier in the game, but you could tell after that that he was just physically. Yeah, I think I think I maybe mentioned that around the 80th minute, maybe. Yeah, um, it was toward the end. Yeah. He he had some plays. He gave the ball away, and then there's a point where he walked basically walked to a pass and he missed the pass. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just see that he was beat and he had a bad foul. Well, he had that foul right outside the box mm-hmm. sometime around that moment. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could just see he was beat. Um, and yeah. that's scary because it's only four days until the next match. Right. It is. Um, but I mean, again, I think he's, Maybe he, I think he had an okay game. He didn't maybe he didn't have his best game, but I mean, like hit the the success of Musa, you know, and 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 McKenney and Adams has been a has yeah. been a huge reason for the the fact that the U.S. is advancing to for sure. Team, so McKinney not a full strength guys, by the way. That's we they've well, talked he, about his the whole thing. He is not a full strength. He has been subbed out. I think every, every game. Yeah, and he's, uh, but but he's been great. He has. 
when yeah. he is in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're managing managing his minutes very well because mm-hmm. he's yeah. looking fresh mm-hmm. every game and mm-hmm. yeah. So we beat Iran one nil. Move on to the round of sixteen, guys, and guess we get in the first round. We get the Netherlands. The team that Serginio Dest could have turned us down for. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. We paid I want, a lot. I I, I, I would say that I'm very worried about this game, but if if there's any hope, I would look to the Ecuador match. Um, I thought um, I, I watched some of that match, and I thought that Ecuador did a very good job of exposing Netherlands and and playing playing a game similar to what we did against England. Um, I I th- I don't I'm not. I mean, I in my bracket, I have them playing Netherlands and losing. Um, but I, I think I said even when we talked about our brackets that it, I could see that a game. I could see on paper. I think our team, our squad, could beat the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I picked, I picked you. I think I, we touched on. It. I picked USA to beat the Netherlands in the round of sixteen. All of that, that was clearly, a, that's clearly a homer pick, and clearly, obviously, Netherlands will be favored. Although this isn't the Netherlands team of. 10 to 15 years ago, kind of back when they were my kind of second team, because I just, I've been there so much. Um, but they're not as good as they have been. I feel, although we don't know, I haven't seen a lot of them in the last couple of years, four years, two years. Um, but, uh, I did watch a few of those matches. David, good point. I, I mean, I just think they're maybe not as dominant on the world stage, European stage as they have been 10 years. Right, ago. I would agree. I mean, I didn't see any of the other two games statistically, like based on the stat line. Um, they did very well to do the job. Um, so that's that's disconcerting for a U.S. team that hasn't been able to score more than a goal. But um, yeah, well, yeah. It, it, I mean, we'll they, see. they, you know, the U.S. I'm I I'm not the U.S. advanced. I think they've now advanced to the round of sixteen in the last three World Cups. Mm-hmm. Um, which is in yeah in fourteen, ten and oh six, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And in oh two, they made it to the quarterfinals. But I mean, so they haven't done better than quarterfinals in twenty years. It's not something that that we can fully expect. But I mean, hey, we're this is a good team. It'll we'll have to see how these injuries um, to Pulisic and Josh Sargent look uh, heading into that, and see what our lineup looks like. That's why I said I think. It'll be interesting to see if they do anything formationally with regards to that striker position or try somebody new. Um, right. I guess the only person they could try that would be new who haven't, hasn't seen the pitch would be Jesus Ferrer, but it'll just be interesting. Um, just hoping, praying, hoping for the health of uh, Christian Pulisic, certainly number one. But so yeah, we, just exciting. Just what an exciting day. Um, yeah. A huge accomplishment for the second youngest team in the World Cup field to advance yep. out of this group with England and Wales and Fun fact about this team, too, by the way, is that uh, since Walker Zimmerman did not start, there was not a single MLS starter in the U.S. lineup yeah. today. Um, yeah, the thing. other thing, the other thing, I and I, I, I did see this on Twitter, so I'm not taking full. I think it was, I think it was Matthew Doyle who pointed this out again. But I almost can. First of all, you know, one goal conceded in three games for the U.S. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. The kicker is the only goal they conceded was to an MLS striker. So, and it was a penalty kick. And it was a penalty kick. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. But obviously, yeah. Gareth, Gareth Bale. 
international superstar, but he, you know, his last club was an MLS club. So suppose that's an know. interesting piece but of the information. One, yeah, the one goal conceded. I guess that's that's the biggest kind of you know explanation point coming. Yeah, they only scored two, but to to allow only and one. It, also, the U.S. is undefeated. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 good. Yeah, yeah. confident. Like I said, like we said earlier, confidence level. You know, it, it helps. They just got to stand defeated now. Yeah. yeah. So we know that Saturday will be Netherlands versus USA, and Sunday will be England versus Senegal. Uh, every other match will be decided in the next couple of days. We will, I mean, of course, talk about those matches. Uh, not those matches, but quarterfinals because we'll be able to podcast next Tuesday after the quarterfinals are done or the uh no quarterfinals round, round of 16 i'm sorry so we'll have another podcast then but hopefully usa moves on we'll see uh we'll see other man i mean god there's still so many matches left guys i mean jiminy christmas we've just gotten started are, yeah we have we've only two yeah. two of this uh what six groups are decided so yeah yep. well it's gonna be nuts it's gonna be nuts two of the eight groups um yeah, so well, good talk about the World Cup, guys. Uh, let's move on from World Cup. One funny, quick funny story before we go, guys, because it was Thanksgiving last weekend, and uh, so I want to talk about this. Uh, some menacing wild turkeys led by Kevin are taking New England City for, for themselves, guys. So we have taking wild turkeys. Taking what? Some taking conquering new, turkeys. Right, they're conquering a New England city. New England city. That... Yeah, led by led by Kevin. I, I was going to ask: Is Kevin a turkey? I think Kevin's a turkey. And what's New England city? Well, I'll talk about it. Okay. A flock of feathered it's hooligans. David's city. It's Dave City from Vermont. That's yeah, it's A flock of feathered hooligans has been intimidating residents of Woburn, Massachusetts. Okay. And their leader is especially tough turkey named Kevin. Especially tough turkey. Named yeah, Kevin. His name's Kevin. <laughs> the five wild birds have spent a lot of time on the lawn of a woman named Megan Tolson, uh, according to a new report from The Guardian. Tolson, who gave Kevin his name, characterizes him as the. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Characterizes him as the bad egg among otherwise all female turkey crew. So Kevin's the male, and there's four females surrounding him. And she has named them Gladys, Esther, Monica, and Patricia. No Karens. I don't understand why we name mm. one Karen, but oh you know. yeah. The women are mellow, not so territorial, but I think he kind of Kevin kind of amps them up to get them going to chase people. Uh Tolson has posted multiple, video, multiple videos showing Kevin lurking near the door of her home or car. She says they don't let you get out of the house. Uh, local media has also covered their antics in recent months. They're up at 6 a.m. in my lawn, start chasing us, trying to pop the, t- pop the tires of their cars, I guess. Which is crazy. Uh, a turkey expert said these kinds of problems arise and turkeys become too Habituated humans, typically this happens due to people feeding them directly or from the turkeys freeloading off of bird feeders and intended for other kinds of birds. Uh, he, recommends, he recommends carrying an, an umbrella and opening it in front of the 
Turkey to frighten them. Uh, meanwhile, Tolles has, has taken the situation to stride and even developed some affection for Kevin and company. Uh, they kind of grew and grew in her a bit. So this lady has a flock of turkeys in her yard that keep like annoying the shit out of her. Yeah. So this reminds me of um, I'm a Bob's Burgers fan, and there's an episode uh, called uh, it's a parody on uh, Dawn of the Dead. So Dawn of the Pack, Dawn of the Pack, um, uh, where they they release it's supposed to be a turkey turkey trot. <laughs> <laughs> all these turkeys are like rabid and they release them out into the city and they start mauling people and I mean that's this sounds kind of like that. It's Kevin and his Kevin and his his chicks causing a problem. Yeah. Dave, did you have that problem when you lived up there in the uh northeast? No, no, Vermont was a much simpler place. You know, we, I didn't didn't have wild wild turkey attacks or anything like that. It's too bad. Not no wild times. No wild times up in Burlington, huh? No, no, no not too, not too Nothing wild. Like that. Not like that. No. no, he wouldn't say if, if there was. Or, or I, you know, because I moved I moved to Minnesota when I was eleven. So I or I moved yeah. out of there before it became a problem. That that could be. Oh, could oh, be. Yeah. That, that sure, could sure, be. yeah. 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 So you left I mean, and all the wild yeah, turkeys just I, came in. My parents must have saw a, a problem arising with the turkeys and said, we got to get the heck out of here. They're taking over the neighborhood, so we got to get the fuck out. Probably. That's probably what happened. Probably. Yeah. They, blamed, they, they they said my dad got transferred with his job out here to Minnesota, but you never know. That, that's it's a, not that's true, what you tell yeah. a kid, you know. Your you dad was scared. You don't want to worry a turkeys. Yeah, you don't want to tell it, worry a kid yeah. about wild turkeys, so. Your dad was being intimidated by wild turkeys in the neighborhood and had to move, kind of like the Fresh Prince. It, it could be. from West Philadelphia <laughs> to Bel Air. <laughs> it could be. It so reminds me of like the turkey version of the movie Reign of Fire. Like <laughs> with, uh, with, a, with a male dragon just wow. causing a bunch wow. of trouble with female dragons. Wow. Wow. Oh, gosh. So, Connor. Except they're all turkeys. Yeah, the turkeys all, are the turkeys are all troublemakers. God, rain of fire. Good. Yeah, I never thought we'd talk about rain of fire on this podcast, but Connor just brought it up. So there you go, right there. <laughs> I'll, I'll check that on my bingo board. There you go, right there. Uh, guys, it's been fun watching the World Cup, enjoying it as men. I know you guys are too. Uh, watching all this shit. Uh, the text messages back and forth have been incredible. Um, it's been a blast, man. After the loon season that we had, watching Team USA, other teams as World Cup do what they do. I mean, it's been fun, hasn't it? I mean, this is like oh, yeah. it's oh, been a good sure. World Cup. Yeah. I mean, every four years we get to do this shit, right? I mean, yeah, no, and <clears throat> And this one feels different as, you know, as much as I enjoyed watching the world cup in 2018, because I did, and this is different because it's been eight years, you know, eight years since the USA was involved. Mm -hmm. So this is different. This is special. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just and get through yep. to the round of 16. You know, that's, that's big. We, we keep the dream alive for another, you know, what, four or five days. That, that's, days. that's right. cool. You know, I, I love that. So two full weeks we'll have yep. at least see so uh, we'll do this podcast again next Tuesday, guys, after the 
round of 16 stage. And we'll know for sure who's moving on to the great eight, whatever you want to freaking call it. Uh, what do they call the World Cup? Anybody know? Quarterfinals. Yeah. It's called the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah they the don't have anything special. Yeah, it's a not great eight. Much but doesn't, I mean, the quarterfinals just sounds so much better than the round of 16, doesn't it? It does. I mean, yeah. But yeah. still, advancing out of a group in the World Cup yeah. is, is impressive. So thanks. Anybody else? Anything else you guys want to talk about? I have an update to, uh, as uh, people may have known, I posted a leaderboard to yes. uh, to the bracket challenge. Saw that just before here. we jumped on. Yeah. Um, there is an eight-way tie for first place right now, but obviously we're still very early into the in, into the challenge here. Um, nobody got everything right so yeah, far. I, um, I think because I think everybody except for one person picked Iran to uh, to come uh, last in the group, and I think there was one person who picked Iran mm-hmm. to come third and Wales to come fourth, but then they wow. guessed something else wrong. That's all um, for them, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this one because I think, I mean, I think I, I'm one of those, I think I got 10 points. Or Is that a co-leader, 10 points? Yep, you're, no. uh, the co-leaders are all at 10 points right now. Yeah. That includes me, uh, Dave, and David. And Tony, you're at seven points. Yeah, I think there. I'm going to enjoy this leaderboard snapshot because I know, like I told you guys, know I told you I, I picked Canada to, to win uh, was a group uh, – group f and so yeah. they, they obviously did not they finished dead last so mm. i'm gonna enjoy this one because i have a feeling my spot on the leaderboard might uh, drop a few slots just well, a that, <laughs> that leaderboard is going to change a lot when we talk next tuesday because it will, will it will know. it might equal out people picking different true. things but they will have gotten I mean, through all the group stage and all the round of 16 so yeah this this leaderboard is going to look very different mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, i'd like to say hats off to our friend johnny who got five points Johnny, yeah, yeah, wow. he's not doing so well. Can you, can, can you tell us who we picked to to come out of group? I, I don't know, B. <laughs> who he who he picked? Yeah, I mean, to uh, get he, end up with five oh, points, that means you must have made a few slips. Uh, he said he, England and Wales. He said England and Wales. Yeah, England Wales. Oh, oh. Picked. okay. Um, I mean, I that's I, that's not wrong in the other one too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that'll do it. I mean, and picking England and Wales too. To advance at least before this world cup started before you had seen anything in, in this world cup picking england and wales to advance that was not a long shot i mean that was no not... it wasn't i i had wales going through second up until maybe a few days beforehand and I, then i changed my mind but um yeah yeah no that was that's not a bad pick i think for his other group though he royally screwed that one up so um, I mean, the he knows I'm a Nether- netherlands fan so he probably picked netherlands to finish last or something like that maybe. probably <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. There's still a lot of time left. I mean, there's. Oh, I mean, and of course, left. Germany, Germany, and the Netherlands—they're they're kind of semi-rivals. They're neighbors, obviously. So, right, right. They might have said, "Nah, they're no good." Yeah, I just want to keep that free beer in the in the group here. I mean, I don't want to be giving out a lot of free beer to other people. That's the deal, right? I mean, I don't want to be giving out wink, like wink, 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 nudge, nudge. Yeah, to other people. You know, outside the group, but obviously we're doing good. There's three of us in the top, and one of us hanging out, kind of waiting. Yeah, you know, you know, it'll, like you said, it'll uh, it'll change. Oh, he picked he yeah. picked Ecuador to go through. He actually had oh, Netherlands yeah. winning Group A. Well, that's not like, a stretch either. He picked really. Ecuador no, coming no, second. No. Yeah. 
Yeah. And see, that's why, like I said, and I know I'm going to, as the days go by, I, I will certainly drop in the standings due to a couple other of my picks, but yeah, that's what, but really it'll be interesting to see how everybody does coming out of the group stages, but then given the point uh, premiums that you put on the quarterfinal semifinals and obviously the, the final, right. uh, the, the, no. you can throw, you might be able to throw all this out the window because if you come into it, you know, with a difference in who you pick in the final and you get maybe, you know, you know what I'm saying? So if you pick, yeah. basically it's going to come, you, you really almost need to pick the winner. I mean, you're not out of this until you, until you don't pick the winner. So yeah, maybe it's true. It's true. Yeah. So uh, awesome. good. So we got uh, that going on again next Tuesday. I'll be on talk about the quarterfinals. Uh, so myself, Tony, or Dave, David, and Connor. We'll talk to you guys next week. Go USA. Go USA. 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 USA.